we'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget, uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace givings uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well, uh, give website and on our app, uh, GiveLify. Shall we pray, O oh, gracious Father in heaven, we thank you again for allowing us another opportunity to hear and be blessed by your word. We ask you to bless those under the sound of my voice. We ask you to bless your servant, Lord, this weak, feeble servant that I am. Give me strength from on high. Give me grace, Lord, in your presence. Say a word to be a blessing for someone. We bring deliverance, Lord, and set free. Break chains and yokes. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. O oh, my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. Glad to be with you once again this Sunday morning. We took a break, so to speak, uh, last Sunday for anniversary, our seventh anniversary. I'm glad for those of you who were able to uh, be there and those who sent blessings and uh, your well wishes. We thank you. Thank God for that. Uh, this week, uh, and I know you didn't get a chance to hear the text uh, prior to the sun, this, this Sunday, but First uh, Peter chapter 1. Verse 13 through 16 will be our text. I do actually get a chance to read that entirety of the chapter. As Peter has given guidelines and reasons for uh, the conduct that we are to have in reference to our beliefs in Christ. And he just goes over all of that so succinctly. Uh, it's very simple. But read that when you get a chance. The entirety of that chapter. Next Sunday, Lord said the same. Uh, Lamentations chapter 3. Uh, verse 24 is what we're looking at right now for next Sunday. But this Sunday, 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16. Peter writes, therefore, with your minds ready for action, be sober-minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Uh, be holy, because I am holy. just want to title this real briefly with you this morning. My mind is ready for action. My mind is ready for action. Uh, 
really gives a very clear understanding of what we should have as conduct in our minds. Your conduct is determined by what you put into your mind. Similar, not very close to, uh, if you just eat nothing but Twinkies and Snicker bars, drink energy drinks, you should not be surprised when you live and look like what you eat. If that's just what you're eating, Twinkies, Snicker bars, and drinking energy drinks. If you consume gossip all of the time from those around you, don't be surprised when you live as a gossip. Same and similar, if you consume shows with high amounts of sexual content or uh, words, uh, profanity, don't be surprised when sexual sin becomes normal and cursing and really cussing folk out becomes a normal in your life. Don't be surprised uh, if you spend all day consuming political blogs and news and TV. Don't be surprised when all you think about is the negativity from the news, the political blogs, and the TV. What you consume, what you believe will transform how you live. Who you are and what you believe will determine what you consume, what you watch, listen, read to, which will in turn determine how you leave. Peter bringing our minds to think that do we genuinely believe the gospel? If we do believe the gospel, it will lead us to consume the things of God. It will lead us to draw close to God. And when you believe the things of God and consume the things of God, you will live the things of God. Preach Pastor Mac, I'm doing the best I can. And do you genuinely believe the gospel has the power of God to salvation? Huh? Do you believe the gospel can change the world? Do you believe the gospel actually changes people's lives? Do you believe the gospel can turn our country, this nation, our state back to God? Uh, that's a good question for some of us today. Do you actually believe the gospel? Do people around you who say they are saved, profess Christ, believe the gospel? And your focus more and more on the gospel and less and less on the empty things of this world will reflect God in your life. Though him said, turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Do we believe? Do Is your mind on Jesus? That's why the old folks said, I woke up this morning with my mind. And we say it so much and we hear it so we don't take what it means, those words. I woke up this morning with my mind. <laughs> Stayed home, Jesus. Peter, Peter exhorts the Christians to live their lives in a godly manner. Points out the responsibilities and duties that are incumbent on all who have been saved by grace through Jesus Christ. And as believers, we are called to gird up our minds 
so that we are ready for every eventuality that may overtake us in our Christian walk. Can I put a pause right there? I'm give you these three and be out your hair. That's the problem with some of us Christians today that we haven't understood nor took seriously what it means to get your mind defensible. As we walk this Christian journey, we are allowing too much stuff, too many people to chirp to us, too many things to hinder our focus, to take our attention away, distract us from what God has laid in our life. Well, Peter said we ought to gather our thoughts, guard our thinking, and not permit our minds to wander from the truth of God's word. You know how much less hell you could cause or get uh, caught up in if you just kept your mind defended by the gospel. <laughs> oh, my brothers and sisters, a girded mind is one that is ready for action. It's not easily influenced by the ungodly mindset of those around. Uh, see, we got to quit allowing the world to influence us. I've said it before. The world should not be influencing us. We should be influencing the world. All this unbiblical, unsettled stuff we allow to permeate our mind, inundate us with all this craziness. We co-sign stupidity because we allow these things to crowd our mind because our minds are not defended by the gospel because we don't believe the gospel. Not trusting in the word. Peter knew that when we are faced with difficulties and dangers, our hearts can become unsettled and our minds confused. But when we inject Jesus into the this this our minds and we quit allowing this sinful world that's in enmity or at enmity with all that is godly, meaning it's a it's a it's a, a opponent, it's against what we believe as Christians. Our mind is one that's girded, is one that's composed. Calm, unperturbed, strong in the Lord. We got peace in the midst of a storm, in the face of persecution, a heart that is not influenced by the taunts and treatment of ungodly men. Yes, a heart that's unperturbed, a heart that's settled, means that we are self-disciplined, self-controlled. The Bible, the text says, sober and stable in our walk with God. That's from a heart that's trusting the Lord. As eyes that are looking to Jesus. And that's a life that is submitted to the Spirit and anchored in Christ. Huh? That's one that's ready for the journey. We're ready for some action. Because we believe that Jesus has brought us and his revelation in his return. There's an assurance from God himself that Christ will one day return for his church. And we are to anchor our hope on this glorious truth. Oh, my brothers and sisters, Peter, Peter, apostle of Jesus, uh, writing this letter to the Christians that face persecution he wanted to comfort them with the truth of who they are in Christ. We all children of God with every reason to rejoice 
and our salvation presently and our future glory in eternity. Then he, he goes on, I'm going to give you three and I'll be out your hair. said he wants us to live like the holy ones of God. They already obeying God, loving each other earnestly, placing all their hope in their endless life to come. Fact, fact, we are told to make a deliberate choice to set our hope there. And we need to do this on purpose. It needs to be intentional on things that cannot truly satisfy. Instead of putting on things that cannot truly satisfy us, such as money, pleasure, or prestige. Some of us like to be lazy. We rather go for convenience than obedience. <laughs> we must take control of our thought. Well, Brother Peter, let's not let, hold you too long. Give us three things and I'll be out your hair this morning. One, he said, your focus de dictates your action. Verse 13, therefore, with your minds ready for action, be sober-minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your focus dictates your actions. Whatever with what we occupy our hearts, what, 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 what would we invest our thoughts and energy and focus on? That is what dictates our action. Some folks just act the way they do because they're not really thinking about the Lord. Their focus is everywhere else. Sad to say they have not been transformed by the gospel because a gospel belief will always lead to a gospel transformation. In our Bible study this past week, we spoke of in Titus, and Paul was given Titus, his pastoral epistle, leadership attributes and qualities that he must stand by and stand on. But sometimes our conduct does not match the standard by which the Bible has set. Because if there's evidence of the gospel, there should be evidence of a gospel transformation. Meaning our lives should reflect. We should what? Bear fruit. We should bear fruit of what has been put in us so that the world may see a transform, a change. <laughs> Songwriter said, a change, a wonderful change has come over me. <laughs> and they should see it everywhere we go. We must mentally engage in setting all our hope in God's future grace for us. We should be thankful from how God has saved us and then he's keeping us. So we have to ask, what does it mean to set or fix our hope on something? To question where we will turn to find meaning for our lives, to find relief from suffering, to fill up the emptiness that every soul experiences. Paul, or Peter, Peter, Peter has told us so far, Everything in this letter is true. That we as Christians will be resurrected as Christ was. That God guards our inheritance with him in eternity. That's where we should be lying, lying our hope, trusting in the Lord. 
Oh, my brothers and sisters, uh, we need to make sure we are fixed with the revelation that God is there for us. And if we focus our mind, our actions will dictate to the world that we are believers. And secondly, Peter said, don't live in the sins you were saved from. Verse 14, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. Meaning that obedience and faith are not in opposition, they are inseparable. If you are obedient, that means your faith is activated. Too much, too often, all too often is that saints who've been delivered from something disobey. Thereby, their faith is not on display. Because we should be obeying the Lord. Staying away from what used to hold us bound. Why would you go back to what brings you death? Is it like if somebody drank some poison or saw it in the cup and accidentally drank and you come back the next day and they had to pump your stomach and whatnot. You came back and did it again. Why, why would you put yourself back in that same predicament? Well, that's what many Christians do each and every day. Put ourselves back into the same predicament that we were supposedly delivered from. Oh, my brothers and sisters, you can't keep hindering yourself. Must choose to act as those who are God's own people and reject the evil desires that drove our actions before we knew better. Because for God's faithfulness, he would declare his, the Lord's deed. Oh, my brothers and sisters calling to works outside the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the Spirit is useless and you will fail. Many times we try to do it ourselves, thinking I'm strong and I'm ready for it. So much time we come back and we fail, we fall. But you can't be really a Christian unless you've been transformed by Christ. You can't experience the transformation of Jesus Christ without being saved. That leads me to this. I, I, I have to wonder sometimes if folk really been saved. They keep falling down, failing. They keep putting themselves back in the same predicament that they were supposed to be delivered from. But they keep falling back into temptation. But can I tell you this before I move on? When you trust Jesus Christ, he will change you. And you will never be the same. You will begin to pursue what he said in this gospel, his way, in his power, through obedience to what? To his word. Oh, my brother and sister, that's what we got. Problems today, we got problems because the saints of God are not trusting in the word. We're not believing, putting our words in action. Don't live in the sins you were saved from. We keep going back to those sinful ways. Oh, brothers and sisters, beloved, we got to keep, keep on trusting in the word. Through the obedience in his word, there is power. And Peter said, lastly, your focus is simple. 
Verse 15, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written in verse, written in verse 16, be holy because I am holy. Yes, my brothers and sisters, beloved, if you don't want to live a defeated life, you must roll up your sleeves of your mind and determine to focus on Christ. And what does that mean to focus on Christ? To carry your cross means to put on your trust, all your trust in God, even amidst the storms of life and the battles going on in your world. It means that although you may be in an extremely difficult or painful situation. You always trust the Lord with whatever you're going through. During the suffering, I'm trusting the Lord. During the hard times, I'm trusting the Lord. And as Christians, we try to live our life according to the will of God. And that's good news today. That's why I say you in his will and let his will be done in your life. And that's good news to know because you said be holy because I am holy. And whatever you need to do, Lord, do it to me right now. Whatever you need to do, Lord, do it for me. Because God is holy. He said, you got to be holy because I am holy. You see, the Bible never described God as love, love, love. A sovereign, sovereign, sovereign. But the Bible said, but holy, holy, holy. And his holiness is central to all of his other attributes. His love is holy. His sovereignty is a holy sovereignty. Because everything about him is in a class all by himself. Can I ask you one question? Do you pursue holiness? Do you try to be holy in your walk, holy in your talk, holy because God laid his hands on you. And I can tell you one thing, can't nobody do me like Jesus, nobody do me like the Lord can, won't he make a way? And since he first loved me in my darkness, he first loved me in my pain. He first loved me in my hopelessness. He first loved me in the sickness within my body. He first loved me because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. All of the sinking sand, but I wholly depend on Jesus' name. I came to Jesus just as I was weary, 
wounded and sad, I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad, and I don't know why saints of God walking around man, I don't know why we walking around with a frown on our face, because one Friday night, they nailed nails in his hand. He died on an old rugged cross. But the reason why we can smile and have a good time, the reason why we can praise and worship is that early, early, early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave. With all power in his hand, and with that power, we got victory. With that power, we can walk around with our chest out, chin up, stand to the world. Invitation is extended now. Right. If you don't know Jesus, yeah. the pardon of your sins. Right if you would like to get to know him better, right. uh, get saved, allow him to come into your life, simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org, or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ we love you to life we look forward to hearing from you thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear you.